ASI, episode 18, season 3. My name is Russ Shaw. relapse steps one two and three I want to address a lot of email with the same kinds of questions and here's the question all right here's the question that I'm going to attempt to answer in all of these different emails asked and broke down in several different ways the question is this all right if I'm powerless and I can't do it by my own willpower then what 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 hope is there right that God will do it for me and then and then in the other side of that if God's not gonna do it for me and I have some quote business to do with God what does that look like what does that mean and you know does that mean God is just gonna fix my addiction problem for me these questions are asked in a variety of emotional intensity, but it all, you know, in the end comes from a person who's sick of it, right? Like that song, the Skillet album, new Skillet album dropped today, some bumps from that today, and uh, yeah, man, I'll throw up this little disclaimer too. I haven't done that in a while. Um, I am professionally unprofessional, all right? I am not a, a theologian. I'm not a pastor. I'm not your uh, therapist. This is not digital therapy. All right. I'm not your counselor. I'm not. I, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not. I'm certainly not a priest. I'm not a rabbi. I'm not a holy man. I'm not a guru. I'm not a ginsu. I'm not a soothsayer. All right. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a jacked up 45 year old pizza guy from Seattle who's uh, struggled with my own impulse control issues and is just kind of rapping about it. Maybe I've learned some things, maybe I've picked some stuff up along the way, but I am, again, I'm professionally unprofessional. So if you're sick of it, uh, I'm glad you're listening. Little skillet bump from the brand new skillet album coming out this week, I believe it is. Are you sick of it, right? That, that, that lyric, I love that. If you're sick of it, are you sick of it? Are you sick of that feeling? Oh man, I freaking did it again. Are you sick of the, the unknown? Like if I keep doing this, how is my future going to look like? Are you sick of feeling out of control? Like this thing's got you. Like you're in a bear trap and you just can't get free. Are you sick of feeling like that? Are you tempted to throw in the towel and just say, oh, well, this is just me. I can't change who I am, right? Again, that's that self-righteous indignation that I talked about in the last episode. Step two is what I covered in the last episode. Um, 
Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity, right? Like, I'm not it. I mean, that's basically what step two is. It's admitting and bending our knee in submission to the fact that we're not God, right? Like, there is a creator God, and we're not him. That's basically what, you know... A lot of, like I talked about in the last episode, this self-righteous indignation that we think we've got it all together. We have to be our own little gods. Everyone has to serve us. And when they don't, we start accruing debt against them. See, the definition of morality in Western culture has become more and more self-gratifying. You know, to say that behavior is good, this behavior is bad, it becomes, you know, based on how I feel, right? And, and that's not, that wasn't the case, you know, like a hundred years ago. Basically, if I did bad, I would apologize. We, we were much easier to apologize and say, you know, my bad, right? When we crossed the line than we are today. Today, we're more likely to say, instead of saying, I'm sorry, we'll say, well, it's because they. All right, this has everything to do with a lot of married folks who have jacked up sexual ethics. It's all, you know, your marriage vows are vows, right? They're not contractual. You don't get to say it's like, oh, well, you you didn't do hold up your end of the contract. No. It's based on love. Okay, so, again, it's going back to this kind of, we've sunk into this worldview of self-righteous indignation. I get all upset if I don't feel good, and there's got to be someone who can sacrifice to the little God that is me. Uh, step two is kind of important today, right? There's too many little gods running around. And you can be a Christian or uh, Islam or Jewish or whatever, and, and still, like, you can say that. Like, I believe in a higher power. But your outward actions still have this, right, this, this heart condition. You know, spiritually speaking, it's like we're all like a little blue dot on God's GPS. And we're going somewhere, you know? I talked about, you know, entering recovery and having a desire for, for better living or holy living, as, as the, the theologians would say, right? Wanting to repent of sin and live a different life. Like, that's good. But how you go about it, this is, man, this is where the rubber meets the road, right here. See, when it came to drugs and alcohol, I figured that I was the guy that cleaned myself up. Even when it came to my higher power, like my higher power, I was the smart one who reached for my higher power. And I found Jesus, right? He didn't find me. I found him. And then I got off the drugs, and I got off, you know, drinking myself unconscious, and and now I live this life, and I'm, I, I was pretty successful as far as the world was concerned, you know, small business owner. I don't, I don't have people telling me what to do.
You know, it just still oozed self-righteous indignation towards my wife, towards other people in the community. I was just an angry guy inside. And that was a big part of my worldview, right? Was that I, I did it. I cleaned myself up. I did it for me. My sexual behavior, my, my sexual addiction had rattled my foundation to the point where I was so sick of it, like that song says, that I, had, I started to question. Started to question everything. Started to question my faith. Started to question my, what I was built on. I love that song by the band Fun, you know. Laying in bed at night, cashing in your bad luck, sometimes calling it a draw. You know, it's that that stillness of the night, just laying in bed where this, you know, this intuition, this uh, spiritual, I don't know, man. Laying in bed at night. How do you sleep at night? People say that, right? We start to think on our lives and where we're at and where we're going. And I was tired, man. I was sick and tired. And and my worldview of Christianity, God, how I understood God at the time, didn't make a whole lot of sense. You know, I, I'd said the prayers. I, I went down the uh, altar call a couple, three, four times, right? Like, I got the fire insurance. I got grace and everything's going to be fine. But there was no relationship there. It was just religious shoulds and ought being played out. So fast forward 10, 15, 20 years, and the sexual addiction thing still has its hooks in me, right? Like I'm still stuck in this, this way sexually that I don't like. And I do like, right? Being honest. My flesh liked it. But underneath my spirit is going, you know, this is messed up. And if I keep continuing on this progressive, sexually jacked up way of behavior, again, what's my life going to, how's this going to play out? I was frustrated that I was stuck. And listen, some of you listening, you didn't go through the alcoholism and the drug addiction. And that seems to be a lot of listeners in the last few years. Maybe I've got away from some of my uh, uh, emo rock right roots of the podcast and it seems to be I've been attracting more of an audience of thinkers lately and it's like wow you know um you you went to college right you know um I listen to lectures at colleges I I like that stuff I kind of geek out in psychology and theology a little bit so I like that stuff but you know I've never I didn't go to college I didn't even finish high school my, my closest, uh, you know, my closest encounter with a university is uh, selling pot to the kids at uh, the UW, going to, going to parties and kegers at, at, at the University of Washington, you know. I mean, that's... So, I, I hear you, man. I hear you guys talking about where you're at with your sexual beliefs and desires and addiction... And some of you are afraid to call it addiction, but that's what it is. If you can't control it, you're addicted. Uh, it's an unwanted behavior. That's that's addiction. All right. 
It's a bad habit you can't break on your own. That's addiction. So, yeah, drugs, alcohol. I mean, that's why I had Leo and some of these other guys on the podcast who aren't sex addicts but know this monster of addiction very well. Whether you're having an emotional affair or you're sucking on a crack pipe, these bad habits don't go away by themselves. So getting to some of the roots that, for me, was realizing where I was at, right? Where I was at, that, that little blue dot on the GPS, man. Where where was I at in, in God's reality? Because in Russia's reality, I, I was, you know, I'm this guy that had a lot of willpower and pulled himself up by his own bootstraps. But I couldn't kick this thing, man. This thing had its hooks in me deep. It's like one guy said about it, you know. The more I struggled and tried to fight it on my own, it's just like being in quicksand and the farther I I sank. And the truth of the matter was that the faith that I had in myself was starting to run out. See, the worldview that I had adopted, that I had built for myself at this point in my life was, I'm pretty strong as a person, right? I'm a Christian. I was actually at that point in my life a card-carrying Republican and conservative, all right? Now, I'm not going to get political here, but uh, I'm 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 more middle of the road now politically than I was. Back during that time, um, check check this out. Here's my worldview. Uh, I cleaned myself up, right? I found Jesus, right? I I did that (laughs) again pride, right? I found Jesus. I cleaned myself up. I had my, I owned my own house. I owned two cars. I got two kids, got dogs, right? I got dogs and my own property. And that's because I'm awesome. And so I was actually, I guess I'm pretty well-spoken. I would call talk radio shows, you know, talk radio. You want to talk about righteous indignation. That's, that's a lot of talk radio. Let's stir up a topic and get everybody, you know, piling on to this ideology that we're the good people, right? We're the, we're the ones that work hard and get things done. Those are the bad people. Um, we're right, they're wrong, let's take callers, right? Let's talk about this. And that's kind of talk radio, right? Like, let's get all, whether it's left or right, it's, it's always, those guys are bad, we're right. Let's start expressing our opinion. And the better you can articulate how you're awesome and they suck, the, the better caller you are. And I was, I was pretty good at, uh, I, I can communicate, I guess, right? So they, uh, there's a few times they actually asked me to be on as a, as a guest on some of these talk radio programs because I'm the guy, right? Like I'm the guy, the success story came from the ashes of, of drug addiction and alcoholism, raised himself up, right? I, I did that myself. <laughs> I chose Jesus because I'm smart like that, right? religion. So, so I, uh, you know, I, I built this successful little B2B pizza business of mine and, and now I'm this guy, right? That's, that, that was my attitude. What I didn't talk about was that morally I was a walking contradiction. I was addicted to pornography and getting worse and I was very short-tempered with my wife and kids.
some of the roots of it, it was all trying to live for myself and keep me safe at some level. Because without being too redundant and going into my story that I've told a thousand times, um, the attitudes that I that had uh, sank their hooks into me, right? The dragons under the behavior modification I was trying to keep under control on the surface were, were this. I had to keep myself safe, right? And, and I couldn't talk about what was really going on under the surface because if anybody knew that they wouldn't love me that the things that I was thinking the things that I was doing if, if anybody knew about that stuff I would be rejected and unloved and a lot of it had to do with what honestly what preachers and pastors said see Jesus has a different gospel than a lot of these religious people alright angry, self-righteous, filled with righteous indignation, going after whatever cause and trying to put forth whatever agenda they had. And, and I, didn't, I didn't get Jesus. I missed Jesus. I just got religion. And, and listen, that was step three for me. So step three, which is this, I made a decision. Again, let me repeat that. Step three is made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood God. So with drugs and alcohol, the God as I understood God, uh, it, it was kind of a, yeah, I get this, and then this is how other people should live too. Um, Ravi Zacharias, again, is a, is a great uh, minister, pastor, I, I don't know what he, he's like a, he's like a Yoda of Christian theology for me anyway. The guy's got like a doctorate in, in uh, religion and philosophy. And he was talking about these three layers of philosophy, which is cool because I, I, I talk a little bit about three layers of identity. But anyway, he was talking about the three layers of philosophy, and, and I would put step three as kind of a second layer thing, right? Like, the first layer of philosophy is a philosophical idea, and you just put it forth. Like, for example, the people that say that, how do I know that my life isn't just the dream of a, of a dragonfly, Right. Like that's kind of philosophy 101. If you ever, if you ever took philosophy in college, you know they'll they'll talk about that. Like, how do you know your whole life isn't just the dream of a, a butterfly, right? I mean, and again, that goes to faith, right? That's something to think about. It's something to ponder. But ultimately, I can't prove that my life isn't the dream of a butterfly. You know, that's a goes back to some of the atheists that I talk with. You know, it's like, dude, you can't prove. Darwinian evolutionary biology, you just can't prove it. I mean, the roots of it, you, you can't prove it. So you live your life on faith. 
And so do I. I can't prove there is a God. You can't prove there isn't one. We're both going on faith. So the second layer of philosophy, as he was talking about it, is kind of, well, this is what I believe, right? And this is how I live my life, and I believe this way. And that's where we find ourselves with step three. I'm submitting my will to this God as I understand God, right? But ultimately... And this is the step three of, of philosophy, and, and, and that's the dinner table. That's where you're talking about it with other people, right? That behind-the-counter analogy that you're, you're sharing your heart with folks that you know that are close to you. And you're really revealing things that you wouldn't talk about with most people. You're talking about the intricate workings of your heart, the motivations of your life, right? That's, that's getting a little bit underneath God as I understand God because see God as I understood God was was good and blessed the good people and I thought I was good at some level but I really knew underneath it all I, I wasn't I was stuck with this addiction this sexual addiction that wouldn't go away see where I was placing my hope was shallow how I was defining love was living for myself and what made me happy Instead of living for God and what makes God happy will make me happy. But I got to trust that, right? The Greek definition of hope is confident expectation. I didn't have confident expectation in how I defined love because it just kept falling apart like sand in a sandcastle when the tide's coming in the, the tide of stress and money problems and in, in, in life you know it's like saying God will love you if no God already loves you that's that's the beginning point that's what Christian theology is about and listen it's not about religion when I say Christian oh you're trying to convert me into a Christian you know to follow your religion I, I, I don't like religion I can't stand religion I think religion is toxic all right when the atheist you know professor stands up there and talks about all of his issues with religion I agree with him all right but really what it is is worldview because that cat, you know, the, the atheist college professor, he has his worldview too. And he has his little religion and his do's and don'ts. And if you cross him, right, it's, it's religion. Um, reject religion. Accept Jesus. Because Jesus is God. Right, the, the love of God. Jesus is God in human flesh, incarnate, entering time and space as a man on a rescue mission for you. That's, that's just the truth. It's not religion. That's what happened. It's based on human history. Jesus Christ is the most important man in human history. And I know, you know, we can point at the Jesus Papers and the Da Vinci Code, but there's all of that. There's no proof of any of that stuff. As a matter of fact, when you look at Constantine and some of that, just history flies in the face of history. Jesus is a historical figure. God loves you. This is what happened. Um, 
when you isolate yourself, and, and I think some of these pastors may do this too, when you isolate yourself and you don't talk about what's going on behind the counter, you can start to believe those lies that just lead to madness. You can start to believe the lie that maybe God doesn't love me. Maybe God's done with me. Maybe I'm just destined for hell. Maybe I'm going to hell and I just need to run from God and, and that's just where I'm at. God's, God doesn't love me. He's severed his relationship with me. And that's not true. Right? It's just not true. It's like C.S. Lewis said. It's not that God is moving away from us. It's we move away from God. And then we stand out shivering in the cold while God's got the warm heater on in the cabin. We're going, you know, I'm just so cold. And God's inviting us in. He's inviting us in. That's what... Jesus says, if you love me, do the commandments. God says, if you love me, do these things. You know, Jesus says, if, if follow me, do the things I talk about. You'll build, you'll build your house on solid ground. All right? Because I love you, build your house on solid ground instead of sand. Because if you build your house in the sand, it's going to fall down. Right? My worldview was built on sand. My marriage was built on sand because it was based on, you know, yes, I loved my wife, but I didn't know how to define that. And then, you know, I hear people talking about this, I hear other couples talk about this. Does my spouse even love me? Is this even worth it? Maybe I'm falling out of love with them. Maybe they've fallen out of love with me. It's the same freaking lie, the same insidious lie that says God doesn't love you. You isolate yourself. You're not in a group with other couples talking about the stuff that most people don't talk about, right? If you're in a church with religious people, you don't dare talk about that stuff because you can't be freaking transparent. Again, find people who love you and have you in their best interest. You can talk about real marital issues, man. I see it. I, I'm in that community. I, people talk about their stuff hurts and pains and 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 you know what you get to face that demon lie you know what i do love my spouse my spouse isn't perfect maybe i can live for jesus christ and not myself maybe step three understanding god is is understanding grace It's not religion. Um, it's about grace. It's about what's been done for you. It's about defining love. And that's the show for this week, man. I love you guys. I want you to think about that. How do you define love? It's not about religion. Who is God to you? And how do you define love? I'll leave you with another tune by uh, Skillet from this, this Rise album, which I like so much. Again, till next time, thank you so much for listening. And... Uh, Russ at ASI247.org if you want to send an email. Um, I appreciate every single one of you guys. Till next time. Bye. If I freeze, you are the flame. You melt my heart, I'm washed in.